The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In today's business world, you need to have a unique edge in order to thrive. Your show host, Lisa Chickles, understands you have to live it to get it. And she is here to give what they couldn't teach you in business school. This is Chat with Chickles, featuring brand champion Lisa Chickles. In this program, you'll hear from the experts who are already making differences in their business while picking up strategies that can help you and your business survive and thrive. Now, here's your host, Lisa Chickles. Welcome. It's so nice to have you here today, and thank you for taking the time to join me for my first season finale. My series is coming up on a hiatus, and today I want to highlight some of the topics that we've chatted about over the past few months and some new ideas that we just didn't get a chance to cover. This show is for leaders who want to reach their full potential and set their projects, teams, companies, and organizations up for success. This is what they couldn't teach you in business school because you have to live it to get it. Over the past few months, we've chatted about many things that impact our ability to lead in business today. We've chatted about what it takes to bring innovation to an organization, how to get people to say yes to your ideas when everyone is empowered to say no, and how to get to the finish line and not only survive, but also thrive. And we've chatted about the environment or structure of an organization and how it can either strengthen or weaken our ability to lead especially when we are going through um, significant change and implementing change and the power of organizational behavior and design and how you can design the right structure to deliver the desired behavior to help you achieve your vision and what it means to be a jungle lion and a zoo lion. If we remember a zoo lion is a leader as a leader is a formidable lion, but is used to being fed continually likes order and predictability and knows he doesn't have to hunt for food. Or as a jungle lion leader, on the other hand, is always on the hunt, always hungry, and always looking ahead to what opportunities lie in wait. And as leaders, we need to think about both sides. We need to think about our jungle lions and our zoo lions because they protect our blind side. And we also talked about how as leaders, we need to leverage the power of influence instead of authority and how that's a much more sustainable form of leadership. And how leaders evaluate everything from a leadership bias and learn to read the intangibles, their situation, trends, resources, people, and most importantly, themselves. And we took that one step further with leadership's assessments when um, Heather was on our show from Striving Styles. And how they can help us to not only understand our innate strengths, but also develop other parts of our brain so we can lead with the whole brain. And how to build and lead high-performing teams and understanding the four phases of teamwork, form, storm, norm, and perform. And building trust with a team and using the trust checklist and how to build corporate athletes that understand the importance of training, performing, celebrating, and recovery. 
and we chatted about Theory U and how leadership can go beyond our current business and how it can impact the greater good or move us as leaders from an ecosystem of leadership to an ecosystem of leadership. And as leaders, how to create a safe environment for people to co-create. Really what the show has been about and all of these topics is really unearthing our potentials as leaders. What's our potential? As a leader, you have enormous power and we also have enormous responsibility. And we, and we want to make sure we are doing everything we can to set ourselves, our organizations, and our teams up for success. We want to make sure that we are not unknowingly creating dysfunction in our organization. Or if there is dysfunction, that we can recognize it and then figure out what to do about it. And understand the importance of mentoring new leaders inside and outside of our organizations so we're creating better leaders for the future. This season finale is about providing you with a snapshot of the ideas you've heard over the past few months and frame them in a way that they become almost like your leadership checklist. I had such great feedback from listeners on the trust checklist that I thought I would try to create one for leadership. Now, recognize that uh, leading is complex, as we know from our 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. There's so many things to think about. Um, so I have a list to share with you, but it certainly, by all means, is not exhaustive. And I'd also love to hear from you so that we can, you know, add some to the list um, and that we can share them with each other because um, this is the best way to learn is by sharing our own experiences. So here goes. So this is the beginning of the leadership checklist. Uh, my first focus is really around innovation. So this is the checklist when it comes to successfully leading innovation in your organization. As you can tell, innovation is a common theme in what we chatted about in this show. And so much of being a good leader is about leading an organization through innovation. That can be new ideas, new products, or new directions. It can be daunting, and it isn't easy. Because if it was, we'd all be doing it and being very incredibly, incredibly successful. <laughs> but there are some leadership items to keep in mind if you are in the midst of this or even thinking about it. First of all, you need to understand your culture, the culture of your organization before you begin. Is your culture risk averse? Is there a fear of failure or the freedom to fail? This will determine how much work you need to do up front to ready your organization to be open for innovation. You then need to think about developing a stakeholder engagement strategy. So whether you're the CEO and you have a board to manage or you are a VP and you have CEOs to manage and the list goes on, you need to think through what is that stakeholder engagement strategy. It's not easy, especially if your culture is risk averse. And remember, it takes time. So take the time and plan it out. Don't just plan the strategy, plan the stakeholder engagement too. It will make the difference between success and failure. Think about who do you need to engage with in your organization or outside or at, you know, it could be within the community if you're working potentially with a not-for-profit group. It could be your board of directors. Um, it could be someone that used to work at the organization but still has a lot of influence over the people that are there. So, you know, take the time to think that through and then think through how am I going to engage with them? When would they need to hear information? How would they need to hear it? And what do I think some of their potential fears might be? What might get in the way of them saying yes? And then think about what kind of information do you need to provide to them to help them get over their fear? Right? If someone's saying, oh, I'm, I, I don't want to do this because I'm nervous, you telling them, oh, don't worry, relax, it's okay, 
isn't really helping them getting get over their fears. Sometimes you need to bring them facts or help them to look at a problem differently. You know, they say, you know, remember, nine out of 10 new products fail, or at least that's what someone said to me once. Well, how do you make sure that you are the one out of 10 that succeeds? So do the work and get the data. People think they can take shortcuts or use their position of authority to kind of, you know, step over things or push things through, but nothing speaks louder than facts. I was challenged on a project and people said that our volunteers wouldn't like the new brand campaign that we had created. That simple statement, and I didn't have any facts other than opinion, um, was actually going to create a problem in us successfully executing the strategy because it meant that we couldn't integrate this concept into one of these fundraising vehicles, which included volunteers. So instead of sort of, you know, packing up my things and going home, although I thought about it many times, um, we thought this might be a great opportunity to interview some of our volunteers, share the campaign with them and see how they felt about it. Did they like it, not like it? Would they be proud to go door to door and ask people for donations with this campaign in mind? And the great news is the overwhelming answer was yes, we love it. We've been waiting for something like this. Um, I would be proud, and I think you're giving me, you know, things to refer to and a little bit of um, a little bit of rationale when I'm asking for donor dollars. So just taking a few minutes interviewing those volunteers made a huge difference. So we could present this information back to the people that were a bit concerned and say you know what, you don't need to worry. And here's a quote from Susie in Alberta and, and Joe in Newfoundland, and they're all feeling really good about the campaign. And then you started to see people relax. So sometimes you have to go out and make sure you do the work and you have to get the data. And nothing speaks louder than people, like real voices, whether it's on tape or a quote. It really helps people feel more comfortable about the ideas that you're moving forward. And that can be from your customers. It, c- it can be from your volunteers. It's whoever um, is going to be impacted by the work that you do. And then also consider different structures to unlock potential barriers. We heard this from Morley uh, last week when he was talking about organizational behavior and design and how different structures can actually determine different behaviors. So make sure you're working with the right structure and it's an enabler and not a barrier to success. And then remember, ideas are fragile, right? They need to be nurtured. Um, They're new thinking, so there's lots of fear around things that are new. So find your cheerleaders, um, And then also, don't stop until you get to the finish line, right? Innovation is hard. And if you saw the movie Steve Jobs, it's clear that it is hard. I mean, he wasn't successful every time. He had a few failures along the way. Um, So that's important to remember. And then also Larry Wydell's book talked about the serial winner, five actions to create your cycle of success. So his were quite similar to mine in that, you know, don't hesitate and decide. Don't just do it, but overdo it. Don't quit, adjust. Don't just start, finish. And I think number four is one of the hardest because uh, you, you can get tired, you can get discouraged, but you need to get to the finish line. And then once you're there, unfortunately, like take a break, you know, recover, but then don't settle. Like keep improving because, you know, the market changes and we need to fine tune these ideas sometimes. So those are kind of like my six truths on leading innovation. And we chatted about them a lot throughout the show. So number one, understand your culture before you begin any form of innovation. Develop your stakeholder engagement strategy. Do the work and get the data so people can say yes to your ideas. Get them over their fears. 
Consider different structures to unlock potential barriers in your organization so you can ready people for success and for innovation. Remember, ideas are fragile. Find your cheerleaders and don't stop until you get to the finish line. So we're coming up on a break. And when I come back, I want to share with you what I would say is, you know, kind of my top movie list uh, for inspiration around innovation. Chat in a bit. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Take your business to the next level. Deliver more growth to your bottom line and bring innovation to your organization. Visit LisaChicklesConsulting.com. Lisa Chickles Consulting will work with you to unearth your brand's potential to drive business results. Lisa works with the top brands in the corporate and not-for-profit sectors to develop strategic plans to ensure success. Bring a fresh and original perspective to your business. Visit LisaChicklesConsulting.com. That's LisaChicklesConsulting.com. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into Chat with Chickles. To reach Lisa and her guest today, please call into 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send Lisa an email to chatwithchickles at rogers.com. Now, back to this week's show. So we're back, and we're chatting about the leadership checklist and how we can all reach our full potential as leaders and the responsibility that comes along with being a leader. Just before the break, I was summarizing for you kind of the six truths that I've uncovered in terms of delivering innovation in your organization. And now I want to remind you of some of the great movie titles that we chatted about on some of our earlier shows. Um, you know, we can learn a lot from these shows. We can podcast. There's lots of great books out there. And of course, you can learn a lot from business school and your own experience. But sometimes you just need to sit back with a movie and be re-inspired because Bringing innovation to an organization, leading, all of that, it's its not easy. So sometimes you need, I kind of like your little box of mini cheerleaders that uh, that you can tap into every once in a while when you just need a boost. So, so here are the movies that I found have helped me when I started to feel just a little bit discouraged. So the first one is the social network. So innovation and ideas need to be nurtured, as we talked about. And not everyone can do that. And sometimes they can actually keep ideas small with, without really knowing that that's what they're doing. It's not necessarily intentional. So when you need to be reminded of this fact, watch The Social Network. This movie was based on the true story of Mark Zuckerberg, a Harvard student. Um, 
and how he created the social networking site Facebook. His buddy was telling him to sell advertising so that it could pay back the investment. And this was fundamentally opposed to Zuckerberg's original vision. He wanted it to be free, and and he didn't want advertising. His buddy was keeping the idea small or taking it maybe in a direction that he didn't want to go in. And then Mark met Sean Parker. Um, He was the co-founder of Napster. And he said, dump that guy. He's making your idea small. And then he said, well, actually, you're making this idea small. You're thinking other campuses, and I'm thinking other continents. This is the kind of energy and thinking you need when you're innovating. Someone who will inspire you to take your idea to the next level, to level, to build it, to champion it, to improve it, not to crush it or to keep it small. So when you need that kind of encouragement, just, just um, uh, take a look at that movie. And then there was another movie called um, Salmon Fishing in the Yemen. I really like this movie. Um, and there will, be, there will be people spending time focusing on the reasons why your idea won't work, um, why we've tried it before, why it's too expensive, why there's so many reasons not to do something. Um, and uh, w- when you're in that situation, watch Salmon Fishing in the Yemen. It's a British film where Emily Blunt um, pays, plays a businesswoman. She's working for a wealthy sheikh in, um, in the Yemen who wants to bring the sport of fly fishing to the Yemen desert. There were so many hurdles to overcome. You can imagine the barriers. Uh, you know, how do you build the water source? Where do you get the fish or the salmon? Will they survive? And then, you know, cue Ewan McGregor, who plays the fisheries scientist assigned to help Emily Blunt. And I think what he forgot, his job was to help her to succeed, not to tell her why it won't succeed. And at some point, once he's exhausted all of his list and analysis of all of the things why he thought it would not work, he makes a statement to her that says, I can't think of any reason why this won't work. And just just think about that statement for, for a minute. That wasn't, yes, this is great. We've exhausted everything. Let's go. You know, it was an absence of a negative, as one of my clients used to say. You know, does this, instead, of that it was an absence of a negative that was, you know, saying to them, okay, I can't find another reason why it won't work, so I guess you can move ahead. And this doesn't always encourage you or energize you, um, but when you, and it doesn't really help you to get to the finish line. But when you're starting to feel like that, like you're, you're hearing from a bunch of people who are telling you all the reasons why it won't work, that's a good movie to tune into. And then when you think your job is hard, you just need to think about the movie Lincoln. In the movie, can you imagine, well, in life, what he went through? And, um, you know, Morley was talking about this around organizational design and behavior in that, you know, it's not easy to work within current systems. And government's a great example. You know, it it's not easy to break the back of a system that's well-established. And that's what Lincoln was trying to do. And at one point, he turns to, um, you know, his colleagues and says, I hold the highest power in the U.S. and I am telling you to just get it done. Oh, I can't tell you how many times I wish I had the power to say that to people. You know, if people spent, you know, so much time focused on doing as they do on debating and delaying, we would all be so much further ahead. So when you're feeling that sense of, oh my gosh, why don't people just get it done? Just pop that uh, movie on and you'll, and you'll say, okay, I think I have it tough, but I think you had a lot tougher. And then also the movie 12 Angry Men. I'm talking about the original with uh, Henry Fonda. So when you need to be reminded that it's hard to bring innovation to an organization, just think about this movie. 
It's a great example of someone believing so much in their idea and their point of view that they're willing to stand up to every member of the jury. This is not easy, and as one of the other jurors said to Henry Fonda, it's not easy to stand against the ridicule of others. But ridicule was a great word, and it isn't. It's just a great reminder that it's not easy, but like in this movie and like in so many things that you've done, whether they succeed or not, it's definitely worth it to get to the finish line. And then the movie Moneyball. Um, when you need to be reminded of the importance of finding a cheerleader, this is a great movie uh, to take a look at. So for those that didn't see it, it was a true story about Billy Bean, played by Brad Pitt, and the general manager of the Oakland A's. So he hires Peter Brand, who's played by Jonah Hill, to help him build his team using metrics and statistics differently um, while scouting and analyzing players. So he needed to build a team. He didn't have a ton of money. He met this guy, uh, Peter Brand, who said to him, hey, I have another way of doing this that I think will actually cost you less and be more effective. So, wow, sign me up. Sounds like a great idea. The problem is it really went against convention. And there were some hurdles along the way. Some things worked out, some things didn't. And so many times people were saying, you know what, you're crazy. This is never going to work. And it was easy to get discouraged. But Peter, being the statistician that he was, was like, no, this will work. And that that cheerleader, that support really helped um you know, Billy Bean to get to his success. So look for those cheerleaders. And if you need to be reminded, just take a look at that movie. And then Spotlight. Um, So we we have certainly heard about that this year. It won uh, the Academy Awards last month. Um, And this is when you're struggling with structure or seeing it as a barrier um, to your success. You know, I can't seem to get this team to work or can't seem to move this forward. Sometimes you got to think about this movie. And for those that have not seen it, the Boston Globe newspaper, um, they created a team called Spotlight. The focus of the team was to dedicate resources to investigative journalism. So really, I mean, their whole paper is really about investigative journalism, but they created one of those like hot teams who was, you know, focused on that in particular. Maybe they had extra resources, maybe they had a little bit of extra time. Um, And basically... They missed an important story, um, and what they said was it was because they didn't have that team. That's why they weren't successful, because they didn't have the right structure, this, this team that was dedicated to investigative journalism. And in other words, for us, that would be a form of innovation. Because the structure was wrong, they couldn't do the work. And I would say, you know what, I hear you on the point about structure, but don't let it be a barrier. If you're passionate and this is something you really want to do, then build your own structure, don't let it be an excuse for not moving forward. And then finally, the movie of Steve Jobs, which I referred to a little bit earlier. And when you need to be reminded that sometimes you need to fail in order to succeed, I just need to watch Steve Jobs. You know, his first Mac launch was not a success. And his next project called Next, The Cube, was also a failure. But he went on to be incredibly successful and to deliver great new products. So all of these movies are just A great little snapshot when you're having one of those moments and you feel like you need a bit of a boost, absolutely um, take a listen to those movies and get yourself re-inspired. So that's really where we were in terms of innovation. And the next part around our checklist is really tapping into some of the things we talked about um, in regarding effective leadership. So this whole idea, um, Heather was on the show and we talked about leading with the whole brain. 
So understanding your innate leadership style. The first step is to take a leadership assessment. It could be Myers-Briggs. It could be, you know, Colors. It could be um, Heather's tool, which is Striving Styles. You know, to un- get an understanding of your own kind of innate strength and your own leadership style. But then not to stop there and actually to use that and understand the parts of your brain that maybe are less developed. And then what does that mean? Could you unknowingly be creating dysfunction in your organization? You know, if you're someone who is a visionary, and and I know we've all worked with these people, um, and they have these great ideas and they're wonderful, and then they turn to you and go, okay, go do it. And you're looking at them going, I need structure. I need implementation plans. I need to know how to do it. And they can't see it because that, that their innate leadership style, they don't need that kind of structure. And sometimes they forget that other people do because there's lots of different ways that, you know, we work and that we think. So those are things to, that's important to keep in mind is, yes, understand your innate strengths, but then lead with the whole brain and create that development plan. And if there are parts of you that you can't develop or don't want to, then outsource it. You know, if you're terrible at details and tasks and in maybe administrative functions, is there someone else that could do that for you um, so that you can focus more on your strengths? So something to think about. Also create a safe, safe place for ideas to flourish. You know, we have talked about um, innovation and culture and ideas need a place to flourish. And when we did Theory U and leading profound change in an organization, we need to remember that new ideas cannot flourish if people are working in an environment of fear, if they don't feel they can speak freely. It's our jobs as leaders to create a safe place for people, to create a place where ideas can flourish. This is the idea of creating an environment or an organizational culture with the freedom to fail instead of the fear of failure. This is what you can accomplish. Or just imagine what you can accomplish. And then remember the laws of leadership. There's 21 of them in the book, but we tapped into about four or five. So influence versus authority. Lead through influence versus authority. We talked about Princess Diana and how she had an incredible ability to have an impact on a culture and on a people, even without her HRH title. And it had staying power, where some people who have the title aren't able to lead at all. The law of navigation, making sure you're charting a course, not just steering a ship. And that's that point about that sort of visionary leader who maybe can't um, think about things in, um, in a more detailed way, but you need to find a way to do that. If you can't do it, then bring in a chief operating officer, someone that help you can. And then the law of buy-in and how people buy into the leader first and then the vision. That's why leadership is so important. And the law of intuition. And as a leader, being able to read the situation, the trends, the resources, the people, and of course yourself. And then moving from ecosystem to ecosystem. Think beyond your own organization, your ecosystem, and consider the impact of, uh, that you can have on your organization, but also on the community and the world and planet around you. C- keeping that in mind as you're coming up with new ideas. Is this going to, I know it's going to help me drive sales, but is there harm that I'm also unknowingly creating? And that's when you're a leader that's really getting to that, you know, that profound level of change and leading kind of also from the whole brain, but also thinking about your ecosystem. So we're coming up on a break, and when we come back, more on our leadership checklist and tapping into building uh, high-performing teams. Back in a bit.
We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Take your business to the next level. Deliver more growth to your bottom line and bring innovation to your organization. Visit LisaChicklesConsulting.com. Lisa Chickles Consulting will work with you to unearth your brand's potential to drive business results. Lisa works with the top brands in the corporate and not-for-profit sectors to develop strategic plans to ensure success. Bring a fresh and original perspective to your business. Visit LisaChicklesConsulting.com. That's LisaChicklesConsulting.com. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into Chat with Chickles. To reach Lisa and her guest today, please call into 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send Lisa an email to chatwithchickles at rogers.com. Now, back to this week's show. Well, we are back and we're chatting about the leadership checklist and how we can all reach our full potentials as leaders and the responsibility that comes along with the power of leadership. We talked about our leadership checklist, trying to summarize everything that we've learned over the past few months in a way that, um, that can help us and uh, that can inspire us as we, as we continue on our journey of you know, reaching our full potential. We talked about innovation and what we needed to keep in mind to be successful as leaders. We talked about effective leadership. We also talked about some great movies that could inspire us along the way when we're feeling a bit discouraged. And now I want to chat about... Um, Teams and you know leaders uh, would be nowhere without their teams. Um, they're critical to us, and only if they succeed will we succeed. So these checklist items are focused on teams and things to remember when leading your team. So one of other laws of leadership was remembering the law of solid ground, and how trust is the foundation of leadership, and how every leader has a certain amount of change in their pocket when they start in a new leadership position. From then on, they either build up the change or they pay it out. And if they make one bad decision after another, they keep paying out the change. And when you're out of change, you're out of out as a leader and potentially out of a job. So keep in mind that balance. Yes, you want to help push your organization forward, but you need to do that with the respect of the people on your team because you will run out of change and that's not a great place to be. So keep that in mind. And a way to help you do that is to think about the trust checklist. So as I said, I got a lot of great feedback on this, so I wanted to share it with you again on this show. So take that uh, checklist, uh, that trust checklist, 
you know, uh, for yourself. Do it every once in a while and ask yourself, how well are you doing on these things? How well are you at keeping your promises and honoring your commitments? It sounds simple, but I know with the workload that we have today and the busyness of our lives, sometimes we let people down and this is not intentional. It is just sheer volume at times or you just completely forget. So keep that in mind. Acknowledge and apologize for your mistakes. You know, leaders aren't perfect. No one is. And there, there's something very reassuring as a team member when a leader says to me, Lisa, I'm so sorry. You know what? I made a mistake. I thought it was A, but you know what? It's actually B. My apologies. Please move forward. Oh, my gosh. I look at that leader and say, okay, what more can I do for you? Because they've shared with me that they're still they're willing to learn. And they're willing to admit that they've made a mistake, which is just going to make me want to work harder for them instead of, you know, kind of building up that raw resentment. And remain loyal to the absent. If you're sitting in a meeting with someone and one of your colleagues isn't there and an issue comes up, you can do one of two things. You can be silent or you can kind of stand up for them and say, you know, Laura's not here, just as an example. And I think this would be really important to her. So before we move forward, let's make sure we've checked in with her. So just keep that in mind. That's about being a good colleague. And then, you know, you'd want someone to do the same for you if you were out of a meeting and something important came up that impacted you and your team. Share information, both positive and negative, with the people who need it. So sometimes we have bad news. It's hard to tell people. It could be in a performance review or you've uncovered something, a mistake, and you need to tell your boss or you need to tell a board member. And it's not easy. Um, You know, we, we can feel uncomfortable and embarrassed. It can be difficult to share. But keep in mind, this is important if you think about it. And someone said this to me today. I was talking about um, sharing information with a board member. And he said, Lisa, it's the problems that bring people together, not the good times. The good times are easy. Boards don't have to pay as much attention. It's when there's issues or problems that come up that you can actually engage with your board and actually create a stronger team. So I thought that was a really good reminder. Involve others in decisions that affect them. You know, sometimes we can be busy, make decisions arbitrarily, or not even arbitrarily. I mean, we think they're the right decisions, but we haven't really considered the impact, haven't considered the impact on other people. And it's just important, um, you know, to discuss it with them. That doesn't mean you have to change your decision, but it's about being respectful. You know, I would want someone to tell me if they said, you know what, Lisa, we've thought about X, Y, and Z, and we've decided uh, that we're going to have to cut your staff in half. I don't want to find out about that in a big meeting with a bunch of people. I'd like someone to tell me that in advance so that I can process it. I can understand why. And then when I'm in the bigger room, I'm in a position to be able to support the remaining team members on why that decision was made. So just try to remember um, to involve others in decisions that affect them. And give credit where credit is due. I mean, there's nothing that builds trust more than when I'm in a team and someone says, oh, actually, you know, that was Kevin's idea or actually... That was Joe's idea. Um, I sit there and go, wow, that person is going to acknowledge if I have a great idea. They're not going to try to, you know, steal credit from the team. They're actually going to share in both, you know, the the mistakes and in the successes. So then that makes me want to work with that person that much more. And then communicate consistently regardless of the situation or the person's authority or influence. This is about being respectful with everyone in your organization. That's what builds trust. When I see the most senior person in the company, you know, being respectful to, you know, uh, you know someone who might be in a, a, a less senior position 
or it might be some custodial staff, or it might be, you know, um, the person running the kitchen, whatever it is, when I see that behavior, then I, I trust that person because I see their level of respect for others. I don't think so much of themselves that other people are beyond them, which means if I'm on their team, they're going to be thinking about me as well. And then um, honor confidential and sensitive information. Boy, there's a lot of information out there right now, lots of emails. I mean, oh, we're seeing so many things happen in the news of people maybe not being um, sensitive to sharing information. So, you know, be confidential and be sensitive with the information. Um, and, and I know sometimes you think you want to tell someone because you know it's going to impact them, so you're struggling. But if you've been asked to keep it confidential, honor that. That also means as a team member, I know I can trust you. So, so keep that in mind. And then on team, also thrive on the four stages of team teamwork, right? We talked about form, storm, norm, and perform, if you remember back to that uh, episode. And don't be afraid to storm. And, and I was reminded of this. I'm working with an advisory group right now, and I was starting to feel a lot of tension. And my reaction was, I think more because I was tired than anything was, oh, I don't want to fight this fight. I'm going to let it go. But that, what that meant was I'm not really doing my job as a a member of that team, as one of the leaders in that team of pushing back so that things can get better. The risk is you walk away um, and say, oh, yeah, it didn't work. Let's try something else. But really, it's about having that courage to do your storming and, of course, do it respectfully. Um, So keep that in mind. And that's what I've done. I got, you know, recharged. Someone reminded me. They'd listened to my show and said, hey, I think you haven't stormed. And I'm like, oh, thanks for listening to the show and reminding me, which is why you need to keep these checklists by your bed because, or not necessarily by your bed or in your office, but because they're easy to forget. Um, And then also be a corporate athlete and train your team um, like one. So this is that idea of remember to take the time to train, perform, celebrate, and recover really so you don't burn out, right? The celebrate part has always been a bit hard for me. I'm like, okay, great. You know, that was great. We did a great job. Okay, on to the next one. People need those moments of celebration. They need the time to recognize the great work they've done, their accomplishments, take a break, rest before. And that gives them the courage and the energy to, to, um, you know, go to the next challenge. And someone reminded me of that the other day that we had launched a new fundraising product. We didn't have the results yet. We just launched it. And she said, you know, Lisa, that celebration made such a difference. Not only did it give me energy to get to the finish line, but it gave um, a lot of people in the organization, it kind of um, opened up some opportunities for them to come and help because they wanted to be a part of the success. So keep that in mind um, when you're thinking about trust. And then, of course, when... You know, when we had uh, Goodwin Gibson on the show and we had both worked um, in that advertising agency that had gone through significant change, there's there's um, leadership things to keep in mind when you're going through change and when you're implementing change. And the first one was, you know, trust and nurture the people who brought you to the level of success you're now enjoying. And that can happen, right? All oh, this team got me there. They're not the team that's going to get me to the next level. That could be true. But don't forget to respect that team and make sure you're making that decision for the right reasons. And then before you go through significant change or growth, resolve those unresolved issues at the top. I mean, you think about this in your own life, you know, conversations that you know you need to have, but you haven't had them. 
you know what? They don't go away. We hope they'll go away, but they don't. So make sure you're taking the time to have those conversations to resolve those issues so that you're setting everyone up for success. Invest in your capacity to produce and manage growth. So this was the idea of making sure that you're creating those systems and those processes. So many leaders can become very focused on the strategy and ignore the implementation. And guess what? As a leader, both those jobs are your job. So just make sure that you're spending that time. Strengthen your HR leadership and capabilities. I mean, we talk about the role that talent plays. It's 50% of it. So let's make sure that we have the resources to help us find, nurture, and develop that top talent. And be prepared to make big changes. I mean, you're going to go through things. You think you got it all right. And then another challenge comes along. So don't be afraid to make those changes. So we're coming up on a break. And when we come back, um, I'm also going to share with you some of the uh, books that we've talked about on the show to give you a little bit of a reading list and um, other things that you can do to unearth your potential as a leader. Back in a bit. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Take your business to the next level. Deliver more growth to your bottom line and bring innovation to your organization. Visit LisaChicklesConsulting.com. Lisa Chickles Consulting will work with you to unearth your brand's potential to drive business results. Lisa works with the top brands in the corporate and not-for-profit sectors to develop strategic plans to ensure success. Bring a fresh and original perspective to your business. Visit LisaChicklesConsulting.com. That's LisaChicklesConsulting.com. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into Chat with Chickles. To reach Lisa and her guest today, please call into 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send Lisa an email to chatwithchickles at rogers.com. Now, back to this week's show. We're back again, and we've been chatting about the leadership checklist and how to unearth your leadership potential and to remember that leadership is a privilege and you have an opportunity to do great things, not only for your organization, but for the people around you. And it can extend to your community and in some places, the planet as a whole or our environment. So if you find yourself in a position with this sphere of influence, remember your responsibilities as a leader are can be more further reaching than you may think. 
So to help us out with this, um, I have a, recon- a recommended reading list, reading list, sorry, some books that have been mentioned on the show, either by me or by some of my guests. Um, just so you know, they will be up on my website if you need to reference them, as will this whole leadership checklist, by the way. So if some people are taking notes, don't worry, I am going to have it up on my website with the help of my technical people, um, which will be great. And then you can refer to it. And I'd also love it if you'd add to it because, um, and, and the same thing with the movie list. I, I love movies. I always love to see new movies. So if you've got ideas there, please send them. And then of course, um, the same with this uh, reading list. So here, here are some of the books that, um, that have helped me. They've inspired me or they've inspired some of the, some of our guests. So the alchemist by Paolo Colho. Okay, I know I'm saying that wrong. My apologies. Um, This book is a fable about a shepherd boy named Santiago who longed to see the pyramids in Egypt. And he said to his father, I can always go back and be a shepherd, but I may never have another chance to see the pyramids again. This book inspired me to go out on my own and start my own business. And I think it's a great example of what we can accomplish when we frame things in the right way. You know, fear is in all of us. Um, there's lots of things we want to do, but there's lots of reasons not to do them. But I know that when I was making the decision to leave the advertising industry and start my own business, I said, you know, I can always go back and be an ad person, um, but I may never have another chance to try this on my own and see if I can do it. Um, and every time I got discouraged, I kind of came back and reread some passages from that book, and it really helped me get through. And um, I'm really glad I did it because, boy, have I ever grown and learned a lot um, being out on my own. And then, of course, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John C. Maxwell. So this is a constant reference book for me and a reminder that uh, there's a lot to being a good leader. Um, I mean, they've got 21 laws, for goodness sakes. And it's not easy. And as the world around us becomes more complicated, so do the types of skills, values, and behaviors um, that you need to be able to tap into to truly lead. I also talked about the book Who Moved My Cheese by Dr. Spencer Johnson. This is a great book to, uh, to prepare your organization for change. We used it uh, when I was working with Tabby International and Goody and I used it at the agency that we worked at. It's a story of four characters who live in a maze and the maze can represent um, your work environment, your home or your community. And two of the characters uh, are mice and their name Sniff and Scurry and the other two characters are what they call little people and they're named Hem and Haw. And you watch how they, these characters react as their cheese is moved. So they're in the maze, you know, the cheese is always there. They enjoy it. They like the cheese. And then one day, and they start to notice, or some of them start to notice, that the piece of cheese is getting smaller and smaller. And this this is really representative of anything in your life that you really don't want to change. So it could be something in your work environment, your family, or your community, But we all know the one constant in life is change. And this book is trying to help us work through that, you know, to let go of the things that are changing, that it's okay. So some people in their innate ability will notice that the cheese is changing. There's less and less, and they're just going to go out there adventurers, they're seekers, and they're going to go sort it out and they're going to go find themselves some new cheese. And then there's other people, our hems and our haws, who are going, "Mm, I'm kind of comfy here. I really don't want things to change. And, and those are the people that, you know, this book can also really help because it helps you to say, you know what, but think about what's possible out there. Sometimes just looking for new cheese or 
think new adventures or new jobs, or in my case, going in on my own. There's so many possibilities. So just because you like that cheese, there could actually be more different, better cheese out there. So just trying to help you embrace change and understand what the possibilities are and the joys and excitement um, that finding new cheese could bring. We also talked about Larry Wydell's book titled The Serial Winner, Five Actions to Create Your Cycle of Success. And we talked about that a bit earlier. So his were, you know, don't hesitate. And and we do that a lot when we're thinking about change and new ideas. Um, Decide, right? Take some time, think it through, but don't be exhaustive because you'll talk yourself out of it or the people around you will talk you you out of it. Um, Don't just do it, overdo it. Don't quit, adjust, and of course, get to that finish line and keep improving. And then Goodwin had talked about the book, um, In Straight to the Top and Beyond. So Straight to the Top and Beyond by John Amet. He's a mountain climber. He climbed Everest and he was also a CEO. And he used some of the things that he learned um, to help people, you know, get to the top, get to the summit. And one of the ideas that he had talked about was the power of base camp. And this was something that really became important uh, to Goody and I when we were working in this advertising agency. It was part of our culture. The base camp was our safe place, just like we were talking about leaders creating safe places where, you know, you could get nourished, come in from the cold, where you were supported, where you could honestly talk about potential mistakes that you were making and where you could seek out help and support. So some great ideas in that book and great ideas as you think about growing and developing the culture of your organization. He also talked about the book by Guy Kawasaki and the art of the start 2.0. And this is, you know, he talks about the need um, for leadership to embrace the role, embrace the roles of devil's advocate. So this was for people who maybe were starting up a new company and, you know, you can get blinded by your own ideas and you can get excited, but if you have the right people on your team, and these are not dream crushers, these are people who are challenging some of your thinking to make sure that you're not making a mistake. They're protecting your blind side. You want to make sure you have them on your team. So all of these books are great, and I know that all of you out there have some ideas as well, and I would love to hear about them. So after you're checking out those books, go and check out the Leadership Checklist. It'll be up on my website. Take a look. Please add in some ideas. And just as we come towards the end of the show, I really want to close by thanking all of you for being such great listeners. There's so many people out there that have been very loyal and given me some great advice Thank you so much. I want to thank Jane, my editor, who's helped me with the show. And, of course, everyone at Voice America. And they, they, believe me, they're a top-notch team. Um, and I would also uh, like to thank all of my guests that have been on the show. I mean, they've certainly um, been very generous in sharing their ideas with us. So just keep all of these checklists in mind um, when you're becoming, you know, that leader and trying to reach your full potential Thank you for listening over the past few months. And as I said, during the hiatus, you can check out my blog or you can check out my website. Um, Please uh, feel free to send me an email. I'd love to hear about some of the challenges that you're facing and see what I can do. So check out my blog at lisachicklesconsulting.com. Feel free to email me at chatwithchickles at rogers.com. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Follow me on Twitter and like me on Facebook. I hope you will stay in touch. And remember, this is Chat with Chickles what they couldn't teach you in business school because you have to live it to get it. Thank you for joining us for Chat with Chickles. Please tune in again next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time for another edition with brand expert Lisa Chickles on the Voice America Business Channel. 
We'll talk again on the next show. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.